Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's today's lesson. Today we're going to look at God's will for you, and there are several scriptures that we'll look at. But many Christians struggle with the question of, what am I supposed to do? Or what does God want me to do? Or what does God want out of my life? God has a plan for each of our lives, but sometimes we have trouble finding it. Today's message looks at God's will for your life and answers those questions about what you should do. God's will for you is not lost. It is not hidden. His will is recorded in the Bible. You simply need to read and study his book to find out what he wants. The will of God is not meant to be a secret we must uncover. God wants us to understand his will far more than we want to understand it. He always makes his will clear to those who seek it with an obedient heart. And there are six things that jump out at scripture. The Bible reveals God's will for all of us to be saved, spirit-filled, sanctified, submissive, suffering, and thankful. There could be and have been many messages done on each of these topics, but for today, I will simply introduce and summarize these six ideas. Number one, saved. The first thing about God's will is the fact that he wants man to be saved. Paul gives us a clear picture of this in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Peter too writes about God's desire to save his people in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God's will is that you be saved. How do you become saved? Through knowing and believing in Jesus Christ. In Mark chapter 3, verses 31 to 35, Jesus was teaching when his mother and brothers arrived looking for him. Someone said to him, Jesus, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And Jesus responded, Who is my mother or my brothers? He looked around the crowd and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. Jesus was teaching that in order to be related to him, you have to do the will of God. Turning that around, in order to do the will of God, you have to be related to Christ. God's will is that his people be saved. This involves your recognition of sin and your need for the Savior. Either you are not saved from your sin and you need to come to Christ because that is God's will, or you are saved and need to reach others with the message of salvation. There is a whole world that needs Jesus Christ. God wants them to be saved. And you and I are the means which he uses to spread the gospel. That is God's will. You need to know Christ and let your neighbors hear about him. That is God's will. 
be saved. Number two, spirit-filled. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18 state, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Understand what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord is to be filled with the Spirit. But what does that mean? What does it mean to be Spirit-filled? See, when you were saved, the moment you received Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit came to live within you. There is no Christian who does not possess the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verses 9. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So all Christians have the Spirit of God dwelling in them. The goal is to let that Spirit, the power of God, to work in your life. See, every day we make decisions in our life, and the Spirit-filled life yields those decisions to the control of the Spirit that's dwelling in them, the Spirit of God. The Spirit-filled life is like living every moment as if Christ were standing next to you. The Spirit-filled life. So we have being saved, number one, the Spirit-filled life, number two, and number three, being sanctified. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 is probably the clearest explanation of God's will. It states, For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Sanctification simply means to be set apart from sin. God wants us to avoid all types of sin. We are to control ourselves and subdue our passions, our lusts. We are not to give in to our temptations. We live in this world, but are not of this world. If you remember, I believe last week I mentioned that salvation, it has a past, a present, and a future part. You see how that fits in? You remember the past occurred when Christ died on the cross to pay the price for our sins. The present is the power through the Holy Spirit to be sanctified. And the future is when we are ultimately saved from the presence of sin for eternal life and glorification. See how God's work, God's will all works together? In verse 7 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul sums up sanctification by saying, For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. God's calling, meaning God's will, is that we be sanctified, that we be holy, that we be pure. So God wants us to be saved. He wants us to be spirit-filled. He wants us to be sanctified. And number four, he wants us to be submission, submissive. Submission is another clear part of God's will for us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13-15 says, Therefore, submit yourselves, for this is the will of God. Who are we submit, supposed to submit to? The government? Police? Judges? Masters? Pretty much anyone in authority over us. Christians are to live in obedience to every institution of civil and social order. 
unless you are being forced to do something that is against the law of God that is explicitly stated in Scripture. Think of the story in Daniel chapter 3 of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They did not obey Nebuchadnezzar's command to worship his gods because one of the Ten Commandments makes it clear, you shall have no other gods before me. Therefore, they were correct in, in disobeying Nebuchadnezzar's command because God's command ruled over the human command. Why are we to submit? Back to verse 15 there, 1 Peter chapter 2. That by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Critics of Christ and of Christians look for faults. Therefore, remove the faults to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Silence them by living an exemplary life within society. Christians are not revolutionists. We are to obey the laws of our society. However, if there is a legal way to influence the law, go ahead and do that. That's not our main focus as Christians. Our main focus is for living for Christ, telling others about Christ, bringing others to Christ. We are to be submissive to the authority to obey God's will. So we see what we need to do here. We need uh, our will, or our God's will for us is to be saved, to be spirit-filled, to be sanctified, to be submissive. And it is to be suffering. That's another part of God's will for us. It's to suffer. And I know this sounds hard to believe, and, and many people have a difficult time understanding and accepting this, but it is true. Philippians chapter 1, verses 29 states, For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, And all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Faithful believers must expect persecution and suffering at the hands of the Christ-rejecting world. We are to suffer, not because we have failed to be the right kind of person, not because we are grumpy, antagonistic, or whatever, but we should suffer for doing what is right in God's eyes and according to God's plan. Evangelism isn't just a preacher's job. We are all commanded to go into all the world and spread the gospel. Evangelism involves living a godly life in the face of an ungodly world. And that will bring persecution because the world does not like Jesus Christ. Admittedly, we are very blessed to live in the United States of America, where we as, as Christians are not usually physically or visually persecuted for our faith. But it does happen. Try going to an anti-abortion or a gay marriage protest and see the reaction of non-believers. There is persecution and suffering still today throughout the world and even in America. 
So we see God's will for our lives, to be saved, to be spirit-filled, to be sanctified, to be submissive, to be suffering, and finally, to be thankful. Whatever happens in your life, you are to give thanks. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. There are three priorities for Christian living. Rejoicing, praying, and giving thanks. Joy is appropriate at all times, even during times of suffering. To pray without ceasing simply means to pray persistently and regularly according to God's will. Give thanks to God for all that He has provided. Thanklessness is a trait of an unbeliever. So be thankful. That's it. God's will is that you be saved, be spirit-filled, be sanctified, be submissive, be suffering, and be thankful. If all those things are true in your life, you can do whatever you want to do. That's amazing, isn't it? If you're doing all those other things, you can do anything you want. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. That means if you are conforming to God's will in all the ways that we mentioned here today, He will place in your heart desires that reflect His will. So do what you want to do. Because what you want to do will be what God wants you to do. And you cannot go wrong with that. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for our time in the Word today. We thank you for giving us the instructions to live by. We thank you for giving us your will. Help us to be saved. Help us to be spirit-filled. Help us to be sanctified. Help us to be submissive. Help us to be suffering. And help us to be thankful. And we know that when we're able to do those things through your help, the desires of our hearts will be of your heart. And we will do what you want us to do. It's in Jesus' precious name that we pray and give thanks today. Amen.